All right, good evening and happy tax season. It is January 20th. The IRS opens up in three days for those of you that are going to do your early taxes, filing them early, I mean. It's always been my goal, Sam, to not do my taxes April 14th. <laughs> I've done that many years. So you are not going to procrastinate this year, is not that what this you're year. saying? Mainly because I want, I want my money. Yeah, I want yeah, my yeah. money now. Yes, just like Show J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. <laughs> Yo, give us a sponsorship. J.G. Wentworth. It's your money. Use it when you need it. Call J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. Ooh, that was a nice harmony. That was pretty Let's good. Let's go. Unplanned. Unplanned. <laughs> All right, so this episode is brought to you by J.G. Wentworth. 877-CASH-NOW. It's your money. Get it when you need it. Call today. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Thank you, JG. Kudos. Right. So we should definitely pitch this to them at some point. Yes. I, I like that how idea. Well uh-huh. How well this works. But seriously, folks, do your taxes. Don't forget about it. Yes. When do you, yes. When do, you do your taxes? Thank you for the reminder. You know, actually, I've been having my mom do my taxes for me for Holy the past shit. decade because she is a CPA. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> There's caveats to the story. Yes, there are caveats. I take back my judgment. <laughs> she knows much more than I ever will about taxes. You know, I, I respect <laughs> I respect the move more now. Much more. Yes. And even though um, she works part-time now, I mean, she still knows her shit inside and out. So um, whenever I have any ta- tax questions, she's the first person whom I call. No well, doubt. You only work for what? Two places this year if you count high school? Well, middle school? Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, so your taxes are easy. Yeah, yeah. And you only live one place your whole life, basically. Yeah, very true. So for, very from true. the federal and state standpoint, yeah. you've been doing the same thing for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom had a very fun time when I lived in California. Oh, boy. Oh, because she was doing both again? <laughs> right, right. She was. She was. She knows enough tax code. I guess you just apply it. As long yeah. as you know what it is, you can probably just apply it. True, true. You don't and need then to be an expert. 2017, when I moved from Washington, or sorry, from California back to Washington, back with my, my parents, I did live in two states that, that year. So I think for her, that was probably the most tr- troublesome year for my taxes. I just, <laughs> just trying TurboTax. to get that, that all right. Nice. I've been using TurboTax. There you go, dude. Hell it's yeah. It's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Nice. I, mean, I don't know nice. if they've really maximized my refund or not, but it's always a nice chunk of change usually. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't change too much. Yes. Hopefully not. Now, um, when you get your your tax return back, yeah. do you like to spend it on a fun purchase, or do you like to save it, or does it matter, or or does it depend? Hmm. Good question. I think I'm usually partial to saving it. Just okay, have a nice chunk of change there, but Fair usually enough. I'll buy something nice, like not the whole thing, mm-hmm. but I'll spend like you know maybe five hundred bucks on something that I need. Sure, something upscale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little gift, a little yes. gift to me from me. Some high roller. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay, right on. Yeah, one of my first tax returns I ever got <clears throat> as a full-time employee the year 2015 or 2016, um, I used that money. I think I got about $1,000 back, and I used that to buy my first camera lens. And now I have um, like a full package there with the with the camera. So that just kind of ignited the flame. If, if you will. So, thank you, taxes, dude. Pre-selfies. Okay. Wow. 
So as we dive into something else that's inevitable, like your taxes, we got the Chiefs and the Jaguars in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yes. Very fun weekend ahead of us. (coughs) Excuse me. Looking at the line first and foremost, Jags, big underdogs going into Arrowhead Stadium. Massive Um, underdogs. It's opened up at 9.5. Sorry, KC minus 9.5. But it's jumped down to KC minus 8.5. With heavy money favoring Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that move. I mean, the Chiefs will, will definitely have their way against the Jags, um, who have been known over the course of this season to <laughs> essentially allow the opposing tight ends to run all over them. And, of course, with the Chiefs having Travis Kelsey, one of the most dominant tight ends, receivers in the NFL, that's that's a news for disaster. That's a recipe for disaster. So the Jags have allowed the third most receiving yards and the third most yards per reception to tight ends this season. Translation, KC will be able to move the ball quite well against that, that Jags defense. Now, at the same time, though, if we're looking at both of the quarterbacks here entering this matchup, Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. I know that Trevor had the four-touchdown, four-pick game last weekend against the Chargers, but the man is riding high. He's a great quarterback. Loads of potential there. I think the first team to score 40 points in this game wins because it's 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 going to be a shootout. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I don't know if it's going to get to 40 points or not. As, again, it's going to be one of those games that's going to be a bit of a defensive battle at at first. Yeah. And I think the first quarter, even the majority of the second half, like we're not going to see too many high-flying fireworks. But toward, in the second half of the ball game, that's when Patrick Mahomes and the, and the Kansas State Chiefs offense really comes alive. I mean, we've seen them score you know, 28 points in a quarter before in that thrilling matchup against the Rams they had back in 2019. Yes. When, when Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes yes. had, had one of the greatest offensive battles ever. Granted, that was during a regular season matchup, mm-hmm. but... As far as an entertaining football game was concerned, you know we got to see what Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, that connection started to really establish itself to get downfield. Now, the Chiefs offense has been even more efficient without Tyreek Hill there this year. Uh, guys like <clears throat> Travis Kelsey just being able to get downfield. I mean, there's weapons along that team, even with Juju Smith-Schuster. Is he still out? Is he still injured? Uh, let me confirm that. I think I, I think he's still playing. I think he's still playing, or at least healthy. Let's scroll down to the injury sheet. Anyway, while, while he's looking that up, Isaiah Pacheco. Yes. I always say his name wrong. From Rutgers. Yes. 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 Rutgers alone. A, upstream a Red Scarlet team. Knight right there. Red team upstream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ra. Ra. Juju is, is active Ra. for yeah. tomorrow's game. Okay. He is a go. <clears throat> So they got plenty of weapons on the outside still, and the inside, in yeah. order to get the job done. Do I think it's, it's going to be a 40-point blowout? As I said, probably not. I think the final score of this game is going to be Chiefs on top of the Jaguars, 31-24. Just as a touchdown differential between I the like two. That. And that's mainly because the Chiefs have been there. They've been in this position for the last four seasons in a row. And it's extremely difficult to win on the road in Arrowhead, especially in the playoffs, because I saw I looked, I looked at the stat earlier today, actually using Chat Beats, Chat GPT. I'll talk about that later, though. It's a really fun app to use. Um, I, I asked them what was the percentage of teams with NFL wildcard weekend buys, 
you know, how many, sorry, what percentage did they win? Uh-huh. It was about 60-40 <clears throat> wow. since, since the NFL started doing bye weeks. So Interesting. statistically, the odds are very much in favor of the team that gets the bye. Now, this is back when two teams had buys. So is here really going to make a statistical difference now that one team has it? Not entirely sure, but I don't think it's going to be any different here. The Chiefs are going to take control of this game throughout the majority of the second half. And like I said, put it away late, 31-24. Yes, yes. Going back in history, diving into the archives here, the the NFL expanded the playoffs to 12 teams in the 1990 season. Of course, this year there are 14, but uh, that means 30... 33 years ago, yeah. Um, uh, that was the installment of the first buy teams. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Now, aside from that, the Chiefs and the Jags did play each other in, in Week 10. Obviously, the, the Chiefs won by 10, but they were even up by 20 at, at halftime. Yeah, Chiefs dominated that game. Yeah, they did. Jags made they a did. small comeback towards the end, but right. it was kind of garbage right. points. Thanks to two turnovers uh, by the Chiefs in the third and fourth quarters. Um, okay, so here's an, an interesting stat for you. Andy Reid, against his former assistants, is 4-0. and oh. Now, Doug like Pe- Peterson... Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. very true, very true. Uh, Dougie P is obviously uh, one of Andy Reid's disciples and the head coach of the Jags. Was so. he his OC? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. was yep, yep, yep. Um, and so... We'll see if if Andy Reid can notch a, yet another win against his assistants and become five and zero against them. So, very very interesting matchup. I'm excited to see what will happen for this game. There's quite a bit on the line, obviously, to see if the Chiefs can really prove that they do deserve that number one seed in the AFC and definitely a favorite to contend in the Super Bowl. According so, to the Football Power Index. Kansas City has a 78.5% chance to win this game by an average of 9.2 points. Yes. So if you're a betting man, it's looking pretty good at 8.5. Yes. Take take that spread. I like it. I like it. Okay. So ESPN did come up with an interesting stat, though, that yeah. I'm literally reading right now, is that Ed Hockley's son, Sean Hockley, their regular season crew threw the second most flags in the league at almost 15 per game. Oh, my God. That's 10 flags for roughing the passer, tied for second most in the NFL. Um, and it says that they've been especially sensitive with calls against defensive tackles, Chris Jones. Ooh. So we're going to have to watch some roughing the passer calls yeah. as well. Good I, point. Last week, I didn't really see a game or two, or a game or two. I didn't really see a game where the officials took it into their hands to have a really big impact. But I'm really hoping to, that doesn't happen this weekend. Yeah, I do, I do know in the Chargers Jags game last weekend, Joey Bosa, oh was, yes, was was called for unsportsmanlike conduct twice. I did, and so the the refs did have a bit of a, a vendetta. A, a guffaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I saw the Definitely. video, and you don't see what transpired beforehand, but it's pretty evident that the official is chasing after Joey Bosa. Yeah, basically going like, "Oh, you want to say it again?" You want to say it to my face? Want to say it again? Want to say it again? Say it again. I, I dare, dare you. you. Yeah, seriously. I double dog dare you, Joey Bosa. Uh, well, we know how Joey reacted to that, so. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, looking at him. He wasn't, like, talking directly, but he was literally walking off the field right. and probably just talking to himself. Like, anybody has made a bad play in any sport. Exactly. You know? 
And it's supposed to be that as long as you're not like directing it directly towards the official, you should be okay. Yeah. I mean, it's the NFL. Like, people are going to cuss and swear. It's not high school where if you drop an F-bomb or two, you're probably going to get a th- flag thrown at you. <laughs> you usually get a warning, though. True. You usually get a warning. Very true. Definitely get warned. A cautionary flag, at best. Yeah. As, uh, I've definitely gotten a warning or two in a high school game before. <laughs> Oops. Oh, I love it. I sometimes love it. you just drop it. You know, I'm a, I'm a casual F-bomb user. Sometimes it just pops out, and I've been like, ah, crap. Yeah. My bad, sir. My bad. <laughs> you be like, language coach. I'm like, yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> My bad. Because I, I wasn't like, oh, you fucking suck. I'd be like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like, come on, you can't be doing that. I'd be like, yo, yo. That's a bit much. Yeah. That's a bit much. Yeah. Pull back those reins now. Hold in the horsey. But again, it's not like directed at him. It's just more of a encompassing adjective for the entire situation. I like that. I like I, that. Because like, it can be used many a ways. It can be mm-hmm. interpreted many a ways. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That's language talk for you. Well done. Thanks, well dude. Mr. Professor of Linguistics. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, if we're going to pick final scores, I, I know you already yeah, did. 31-24 Chiefs. Gotcha. That's on the record now, folks. It's official. Three times. Yep. <laughs> I will also pick the Chiefs here. Um, I think they're going to win 41-27. Mm. Yes, yes. I don't think the Jags will be able to get enough pressure on Patrick Mahomes in, in the pocket, and that ultimately will come to their demise. Um, the Chiefs not only lead the the NFL in pass block win rate at almost 75%, a staggering number there when you think about how many talented defensive linemen there are in the league, but also when Patrick Mahomes is not facing any pressure, he's number one in the league in QBR and completion percentage. The man can't get it done in the pocket. Obviously, we know what he can do with his legs, too. He's a magician. But um, if you just let him stand there, he can pick you apart like a surgeon. So, once again, Chiefs 41, Jags 27. One more fun fact. Doug Peterson, 6-0 and against the spread. Oh. And he's 5-1 and outright as a playoff underdog. Interesting. Okay. So Conor definitely crazy. take it. Conor definitely crazy. take that. Okay. Chiefs don't cover. Nine and a half is a lot. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Let's go into our second matchup. Personally, the most, the more intriguing matchup of the evening. Giants at the Eagles. Yes. It's going to be a wild ride. It's going to be a link. very fun ride. Very fun ride here. So what do you think, just right off the bat, what, what strikes you as, as the main storyline going into this matchup? Oh, it's got to be the rise of Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. As much as an incredible season that Jalen Hurts has had, Daniel Jones has had more pressure on him, on his shoulders, ever since the Giants traded up to go get him. I mean, he's been compared with the entire draft class. And he hasn't really had the success, but that always hasn't been because of his ability to actually go out and play football. And what Brian Dabble has been able to do with Daniel Jones and really develop and as a quarterback, I mean, we, we saw last week how he is a dual, thro- dual threat quarterback in a similar way that Jalen Hurts can be and has shown in his, his career so far as well. I mean, he was taking off, running the ball straight downfield, taking hits, which isn't always a good thing, and he's got to learn to slide a little bit more. But I appreciate his aggressiveness when running the football downfield. I think it sends a big message to the rest of his teammates as well that he's 100% committed to this team winning games, that he's going to put his body and ultimately his career on the line if he takes too many of these hits. Yes, for sure. He, he was also 
looking like an incredibly confident and calm pocket passer and just taking apart that Minnesota defense and just driving the ball downfield to his receivers. Um, kind of a bummer that uh, Slayton had that key drop in the end of the game. It didn't, didn't bite him in the ass at the end. Obviously, <laughs> they pulled it off and won the game. Right. But Slayton, uh, Tony, uh, and that receiving core has, has been getting the job done. Yes, very true. How very about you, true. main storyline? Main storyline here is can the Eagles prove they are the number one seed? Because, like you said, Jalen Hurts has had a wonderful year. Um, he's he's definitely in that MVP candidate talk. At the same time, though, he he didn't play in a few of the Eagles' last remaining games of the regular season, and they've they've had a bye week. Obviously, more time to gel, but they but they haven't seen real game action now in two full weeks. So could that come back to bite them? Well, we'll obviously see. And the, the Eagles really didn't enter the playoffs on a very high note. They, they they lost two of their last three games coming in into this matchup against the Giants. Um, now, speaking of that, in Week 18, to, to complete the regular season, Eagles beat the Giants 22-16. All right, so we, we already have that history right there. Um, could that re- repeat itself? I think so. Um, but it will really come down to whether or not Jalen Hurts can officially climb the hump over that, that injury and prove that he is one of the best quarterbacks in, in the league. Obviously, it's not just going to be on, on Hurts. It will be a team effort, but um, he will be one of the top storylines. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has always shown, throughout his career at least, that he's able to come off the bench He's able to come to a new team. He's able to essentially arrive in the game and appear to be game ready regardless of time taken off. I mean, he did it in college at Alabama when he was splitting time with Tua. Tua goes down. Jalen goes in. Didn't skip a beat, even though he lost a starting job to Tua, right? So you'd think mentally that would fuck up anybody, right? So to me, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be just fine and enter this game looking smooth so long as that right shoulder of his is healthy. Uh, he does like to run the ball. Same thing with Daniel Jones that I told him. He's going to have to slide more and be more intelligent about when to get out of bounds and when to just throw the ball away and live the fight another day. So I agree with you. However, the only thing that's going to separate these two quarterbacks is just going to be how well they can expose and hit their guys in the man coverage. Because when Devonta Smith gets open in, in man-to-man, I mean, he's one of the quickest and most agile receivers in the playoffs currently. Pretty underrated, because when, when you think of like the big-name receivers in the whole league, you know, Devonta Smith doesn't jump out at you, right? It's like the Jamar Chase, you know, Jefferson, uh, Diggs, right? And then like Devonta sure. Smith, he's maybe the fourth, fifth name. But frankly, he's having a great freaking season. He he's is. got some chemistry with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. So... The Belentikoff Award winner back in college at Alabama. Correct. Correct. Amazing receiver. So going back to my point on Jalen Hurts, he's only played one game over the past month. Didn't look that that great in the matchup. And what's also interesting to note here coming into this game with the Giants-Eagles, the last three times the Giants have won their opening round playoff game, they've ended up in the Super Bowl. That is a fun stat. I... I don't think that's going to happen against the Eagles. The Eagles are just too talented defensively to really take care of business against the G-Men. Um, I mean, I know Jones is definitely an up-and-comer as a, 
a quarterback, but I do think the Vikings defense that they just didn't adapt at all to what he was coming at Adam with last week. I mean, there's a reason the DC for the Vikings is is on the hot seat. So, um, I do think Eagles will win this this matchup. Uh, what is the spread right now? Seven, seven and, and a half. half. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, you know, the, the Eagles will not cover that spread, but I do think they win here. They're going to eat out a uh, 24 to 20 victory. 24 it, 20. It, it'll be close. I definitely think it's going to be close. Yeah. However, last year we had the Cincinnati Bengals. This year it's going to be the motherfucking New York Football Giants. Ooh. I think they're going to take down the Eagles here. And yes, there's a lot of bias in this pick. Because I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. I was about to say. I hate the entire city of Philadelphia. That's right. Oh, yes. I said it. I think you have mentioned that on at least one, or sorry, every other podcast. It's every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's every episode. Just kind of sneak it in there. I say it somewhat facetiously because, like, I don't really hate the city, but I hate hate their sports. (laughs) Damn. Anyway, there's a couple of reasons why they're going to get this job done, though. Division game. Play them three times. They lost both times. It's really hard to beat a team three times in one season. That's very true. Now, I don't know if there's an actual stat that backs that quote up. It might be a myth. However, I've seen the Giants do it against the Dallas Cowboys in the past. I've seen them do it against the Philadelphia Eagles in the past. They lose twice to them in a season. Happened with McNabb. Happened with Romo. Didn't happen with Vic. But that motherfucker Eli Manning still finds a way to pull it off in the playoffs. And for whatever reason, when the Giants enter as a sixth seed, they find a way to fucking win these damn games. And they did it last week, too, against the Minnesota Vikings. So these Giants are red hot. Jalen Hurts is going to be fine. But I said it before, like about the college football programs, is that it takes the defense longer to get into a smooth rhythm than the offense. Very true. So they'll be able to score. But I think that the Giants' offense is just buzzing right now, and they're utilizing Daniel Jones' legs alongside with Saquon Barkley as the second running back, basically. So I, I think they're going to be able to move the ball downfield, drive the ball downfield, maintain possession, and simply prevent Jalen Hurts from having too many uh, possessions with, with, with the ball. If, I, if Daniel Jones can limit the turnovers to one, I think they'll win this game. If he has zero... They definitely win this game. Okay, fun. Now, here's a stat to back up your pick on on the Giants. I did look it up. Since 1970, a total of 24 teams have gone 2-0 against a divisional opponent in the regular season. Then face them again in the playoffs, and those those same 24 teams have gone 15-9 in the third game. So it's very heavy against. Yes. So beat beat them twice, beat them thrice. Right, right. Like you said, it's very hard to beat a team three times in one season. But yeah. you said it's a fifteen and nine for the two and zero team. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah. So they win sixty two percent of the time. Oh wait, it, yes. It heavily favors the two and zero team. It does statistically. It does. I I was going at that from the wrong direction. Correct. That was. I'm sorry. That was a stat to back up my pick for the Eagles. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good stat. That's a good stat. Uh, that was a nice old brain fart right there. That's a good stat. You win some, you lose Stephen some. Stephen A. thinks the Giants are going down. Tama, 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 tama. 
Dude, he he just released the um his autobiography. So it's on Spotify if you want to listen to it. It's eight an eight hour long audiobook. Is does he uh, recite it? Yes he does. No way. Yeah. Eight hours of Stephen A. Eight hours of Stephen A. I think we should just <laughs> bet each other to see who can do it. I want proof. You just gotta show me that you just gotta show me it's done. Like like if you cheat it, it's on you, bro. Right. But he, but Right. Can you do it? You think you can listen to the whole thing? Eight hours of Stephen A. Smith. Well, that's only like a week and a half of driving into work. True. True. It's doable. Okay. It's doable. I tell you what, we'll start on Monday. <laughs> I'll no, do it. The only problem, though, is when I looked at the play button on Spotify, there was a lock on it. So I think you have to buy it through Spotify to then listen to it. Oh, it's not just a free book? No, even because I have pre- How much is it? Spotify. How much is it? I have no idea. It Let's can't see. be more than five bucks. It was more than five <laughs> bucks. It was more than five bucks. Fuck you, Stephen A. Yeah. It's an audio book. You have no overhead. Yeah, what is it? If it's five bucks, I'll buy it and I'll listen to it. Let's see. I want to know about Stephen A. Smith. Aha. Uh-huh. His, uh, okay, found it. His memoir is called uh, Straight Shots. So, sorry, Straight Shooter. 18, oh, 1849. 49. Stephen A. Yikes. Come on now. Time out. Come on now. Time out. Your retail price is 24 bucks, and you're giving them that type of a discount. I mean, not really much of a discount. No, that's like fucking 15%. Wow, I did the math totally wrong. <laughs> Divided by 20. <laughs> Uh, that's a thirty-six uh, percent. I'm sorry, twenty-six percent discount. Yeah. Wow. Come on, Stephen. I mean, you're a smart guy, but hmm, interesting. Okay, okay, okay. Let me read you the first paragraph here. See if it draws you in. Okay. Okay. America's most popular sports media figure tells it like it is in this surprisingly personal book. Not only dishing out his signature uninhibited opinions but also revealing the challenges he overcame in childhood as well as at ESPN and who he really is when the cameras are off. Fun fact here, Stephen A. Smith was fired from ESPN in 05. He fought his way back on to get a job on first take in 09. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What was he fired for? I have no idea. That's a great question. That's a great question. I like this bit right now on Stephen A. Smith. This is good. This is good. This is good. Stephen A. Oh, my. So he not only was fired by ESPN, but I do know he started out his career with the Philly Inquirer. Um, I think he started with them like in the mid-1990s. He was fired from there as well. And then he, he moved on to ESPN. But I'm, I'm trying to find the reason why he was fired from ESPN. Um, he was unwilling to take a pay cut. Ah. Oh, he made a racial slur back in the day. Yeah, what's the date? Oh, that, that date's from 2012. Okay, that's, that's pretty recent. Um, interesting. Pretty recent. That's 11 years ago. Well, yeah, but it's it's more recent than when he was fired True. in oh five. True, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking decade ago. Yes, damn. Yes, yeah. This a- allegation appeared um, on first take when it he might have said the n word. Yeah, is, whatever. Yeah, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, it's Stephen A. 
It's Stephen A, dude. He is cold hard facts to the bone. Yeah, the man speaks what he wants. Very true, very true. But I, I ain't buying your Spotify book for eighteen forty nine. So you might have to. <laughs> you know, if we get That's a challenge, oh. can you listen to the whole thing? You think you can? Oh God, no, dude, no. Okay, so what if I buy it for eighteen forty nine? I bet you that I do listen to it. Would you give me twenty bucks? Well, I'm gonna buy it and listen to it as well. <laughs> That's the challenge. The challenge is pretty simple. You, you, you just gotta listen to it. I mean, you, you gotta buy it and listen to I it. I thought you were betting me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Now I understand. Yeah. Gotta listen to the whole thing, and, and it's, it's like just just man's honor. Ooh, man's honor. In other words, you can't just play it in the background while you're doing something else. So you have right. to be like driving. Right. I mean, okay, you can listen to it while, while like you're biking. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. While you're working out. But like, it's got to be something. You can't just play it. And then, like, not have it in your ears. Basically. Sure, sure, it's sure, got to sure. be in your ears or oh, like while you're driving. Goodness, I think that's pretty fair. And then we have a book talk afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to prove that we that we listen to it. <laughs> we could ask each other questions. Yes. <laughs> damn, as enticing of an offer as that is, it might be worth it. God damn, I mean, I a little fun for twenty bucks. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah, I mean it. it All right, that's the challenge right. for those of you that listen to this show. You know who I'm talking to. <laughs> Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. to the book. Whole thing. Wow, dude! I dare you. That's a monumental undertaking. I'm gonna do it. All right. I'm gonna do it. All right. Mark my words. Fuck yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> You made your pick, right? Yes, I oh, think we, we both did. Because okay. you're you're taking, I'm taking the, the, the Giants. I'm taking the Didn't Eagles. Didn't really give a score. Fuck. Okay. G-Man. 28-27. Mm. One point game. Oh, my God. Go make Hell a yeah, game. let's fucking go. In the link. In the uh-huh. link. In the link, dude. Yes. Atmosphere will, will be electric. That is one thing. Oh, it's going to be an 8.30 game. Phillies fans know all too well about is They know how to get loud, dude. They're going to have like 12 hours of drinking. Yes, they before are. For this game. Yes, they Hopefully they're are, so drunk, dude. it just gets quiet. <laughs> it's happening in Philly. They'll open up. <laughs> by, second half, by the second half, they're just like, fuck. I need some coffee. <laughs> I need some coffee. <laughs> Oh, but un- unlucky for them, the halftime, sorry, the half-life of coffee is six hours, which means that they probably wouldn't get great night's sleep. Well, <laughs> that's correct. Their circadian rhythm and their recovery would be off. Would be off. Suboptimal. <laughs> I think most of them have sleep number beds. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. you think? I think it's the one of the official sponsors of the NFL. The Eagles? Well, Even though Dak no, Prescott is the... Oh. In general... Really? He's not the only spokesperson with sleep number beds. Interesting. In the NFL. Okay. I, I didn't know they were the official mattress of, of the NFL. I want to say they are. Official mattress of the NFL. Sleep number. Yes. Sleep number 360. The Minneapolis-based company will provide NFL teams with insights to improve sleeping habits that could impact their performance on the field. Not bad, dude. Does it like... 
curve to your contours or some shit? Yeah, I, th- I think it curves like to your contours. Also, also, you can change the temperature of the bed, I want to say. Okay. Let's see. I, I don't, don't quote me on that yet. Let's go get like a $4,000 mattress. Uh, That's my guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 4K. My mattress was like 2400 Let's yeah, see. Sleep at your ideal temperature. It's expensive. Our temperature-balancing smart beds feature innovative comfort layers and fabrics to help cool you down when you're hot and warm you up when you're cold. That's pretty fantastic, dude. Damn. Okay, so now, looking at the price, you were spot on, dude. Uh, I mean, just a bit south of the actual number. You guessed 4000 Yeah. Uh, 5500 Fuck. <laughs> well, for a king. For a king. For a king. Okay. A small size they come. Oh, get cozy with an extra $50 off as oh, if that thanks. helps. Thanks. 1%. <laughs> that is a slap in the face, dude. Not like, even 1%. You won't even save one tax with That's that. 0.5%. That's half a percent. 50 bucks. Damn. Damn, those greedy bastards, dude. Wow, it has almost 18,000 reviews. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, you can only buy Look at the Cali King. queens and split. Yeah, Cali King. How much Ooh, is that one? Dear sweet God. That's the same price. Oh, no was... way, dude. Oh, it's no. For the Flex Top Cali King. Oh, my God. Click on that one. Holy shit. What even is it? Oh, look at that thing. Okay, yo, that's my oh, next bed. Oh, my God. That's flex Top. That's my next bed. So there's, there's individual sides, the right and the left side, that can flex up and down independently of each other in a California King size bed. Oh my god, dude. I would not let my dogs on that bed. No. No. No, that is that is royalty. Yeah. Dogs do not belong on that bed, dude. Dude, so on my bed, I I have um my favorite blanket on that bed. I got from a girlfriend back in college when I was a junior and I and I've I've kept on to it ever since. That's been uh Shit, almost 10 years now. A fucking decade, yeah. <laughs> a fucking decade, yeah. dude. It's a green, blue, and white blanket because she was a huge fan of the Sounders and, and gave it to me. It's a wonderful blanket. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Kendra. Oh, MVP. Oh, love it. All right, so as we roll off the, the bed... <laughs> it's got Bengals at the Bills. Yes. In a non-neutral site. Far from a sleeper matchup. Ah, you see what I did? I did. I did, actually. <laughs> they should use that as their slogan. Yeah. This is not a sleeper matchup. Right? That would be fantastic, dude. That would sell like hotcakes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we, should hit, we, we should hit him up. We should, dude. Yeah, we got a million dollar idea for him. Can, exactly one million. Can you no sponsor our less. show, too? They'd be like, we'll give you two for it. I'm like, no, we won't. We spot one. <laughs> we told you it's a million dollar idea. Just one. <laughs> All right. So I think the biggest storyline in this game, and it is a big, big storyline, because it's hard to play at Orchard Park. This game should have been a neutral site game. Simply because the winner of that game that got, you know, clouded by the... the DeMar Hamlet suffering cardiac arrest in the field. <clears throat> which I'm really happy that he's doing well and recovering. Yes. Shout out to DeMar. Hell yeah. I still think it only would have been fair to play this game on a neutral site. Because the winner of that game would have more than likely gotten the second seed. Even though they had one well to play. So, 
it's a bit of a bummer for the Bengals, for Joe Burr and the Bengals. Because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be tough as hell to go win, go up there and win in Buffalo against Josh Allen. It I is. I feel like he's not the chosen one all the way, but like sometimes it's like, okay, the Bills got to make it a Super Bowl this year, right? They Yes, they do. They do. They, I don't necessarily is... think they will at this point, but it kind of has that feeling that they're just going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Like It's like fate is on their side. Yeah. Joey Burr made yeah. it back to the playoffs after getting the Super Bowl last year. It's hard as hell to get back to the Super Bowl two years in a row. It is. I don't think Joey, Joey Burr and this team is going to get that job done. I don't. But at the same time, they do have one very significant statistic that definitely favors them entering this, this matchup. Uh, so they forced 11 turnovers in the playoffs in the past five games dating back to last year's epic Super Bowl run. Okay, mm-hmm. so take take that into account. Also take into account the fact that Josh Allen leads the league in interceptions with 15 this this past season. Um, since he has a very opportunistic defense, dude, and um, I, I think I think they can take advantage of him. Um, maybe not for the entire game, but I think in that first half, the Bills will be playing very conservatively. You know. Um, Trying to open it up when they can, but really just trying to dominate the possession of of the ball because Joey B and the boys have certainly shown what they can do on on offense. I think the Bills really ratchet it down on their offensive side, try to control more of the tempo there. I mean that that works nine times out out of ten. Mm-hmm. I just think the offensive weapons with with the uh, yeah. The offensive weapons, along with Josh Allen uh-huh. on the Bills, it's just too much. Too much firepower. It is. Granted, the receivers on the for the Bengals with Higgins, uh, Chase, and then give me that third guy. Their tight end, um, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst. Thank yeah. you, big man Hayden Hurst. From a lot the, of talent there. Yeah, yeah. But Diggs. Shout out to Cole Beasley for getting a playoff touchdown last week. If you bet on him, you had like a. Plus twelve hundred odds, crazy. Wow! And then big play, Gabriel Davis always seems to be open downfield as well. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have their hands full. They're gonna try to stop all those weapons. Yeah, no doubt, dude. No doubt. And then speaking of another weapon, Naheem Hines, dude, definitely an underrated player entering that matchup last week. And what did he do? Get two, two. kickoff return touchdowns. Oh my goodness, dude. I mean that that has fate written all over it, like you said. Entering this this matchup, fate being a key storyline there. After they go through the Demar Hamlin tragedy, that's that's the first thing that happens in their first game back. Is Naheem Hines lights it up in Orchard Park, like you said. Orchard Park is a tough place to play. Arguably one of the loudest stadiums, one of the most loyal fan bases too. The Bills Mafia. <clears throat> This is going to be a really fun matchup, dude. Very, I agree. very fun. I agree. So if the Bills win this game and the Chiefs win, then that game will be at a neutral site? That game will be played in Atlanta? Right. That's going to be fun if that happens. Yes. I mean, we'll see Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes playing a dome. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot of fun. It would be. That's dude. going to be a lot of fun. It would be Who are you going to take in this matchup? I mean, I'm kind of torn, even though I kind of already said who I'm going to pick. It's a really tough pick. It's a really tough pick. It Joey Burr, tough pick here. He's just a baller, mm-hmm. competitor. Buffalo minus five and a half. <sighs> yeah, I think they'll cover this. Yeah, I'm gonna take him by six. I'm gonna go thirty twenty four. 
Buffalo. Ooh, 30-24. I like that. There's going to be like, like a non-converted two-point conversion attempt. <laughs> Calling that right now. Unsuccessful uh, two-point conversion. I like that. I like that. Predicting it. Okay. Uh, in my opinion here, if we focus away from the two awesome quarterbacks entering this this matchup, the game will come down to the Bills' defense versus the Bengals' offensive line. They are missing three of their offensive line starters. Big, big boys. I mean, Lyell Collins is out for the rest of the year. And, uh, the left tackle I, I Williams believe, has a dislocated kneecap. Right. I mean, just awful, awful injuries. And Joe Burrow was sacked seven times last week. So <laughs> he's gonna be running for his life. He is, dude. He's gonna he be is. running like a Bengal tiger. Yes, away from loose, bumping right? bills. Uh huh. The herd. Uh huh. The pack, yeah, dude. The yeah. defensive. Damn. Yeah. The Von Millers. Yes. Is he healthy? Um, I want to say he is. He is healthy, right? I feel like that would have been a bigger storyline. Yeah, he should be. Von Miller. Is he active? Take your time. Everybody's watching. Searching, searching, searching. They should play the Jeopardy song right now. No, no. Because Jeopardy is more like you're thinking about it. Oh, true. Searching would be more like... Oh, he's on injured reserve. Yeah, torn ACL, yep. right? Correct, correct. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. I, I oh, I can't believe I forgot about that. I actually knew that. We we knew that. Oh, yes, we did. Stupid. We did. We were testing, y'all. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a test. That was a big test. <laughs> yes, Speaking we just made you wait. Made you wait. Yeah, dude, 33 years old. An absolute beast. Still getting the job done. Yes, sir. Yes, so what are you sir. Picking? You didn't make a pick yet. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that um, explanation of the Bills' defensive versus the Bengals' offensive line is going to justify my pick. My, my pick here to favor the Bills. Um, I think at home they're going to win. Let's see. I'm sorry. What's the spread on this? I think it's currently at five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bills are going to cover here. I think they win. I think they win 38-21. 38-21? Yeah. That means they don't cover. Oh, wait, they do cover. They yeah, do yeah, cover. yeah. I was like a 31-28. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Who's dumb now, Harder? Yeah. <laughs> Me. 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 We both had our fair share of brain yeah. farts. Yeah. Okay. That All was good. good. That was good. That was, that was good. All right, moving on. Cowboys Niners. Biased. Very biased in this pick. So oh, yes. This, this will be a fun one. Okay, so I think the main storyline going into this matchup, uh, maybe not a main storyline, but a very oddball storyline, is uh, Brett Brett Maher going into this matchup. Can the man prove that he is one of the NFL's best kickers? He was certainly one of the more productive kickers this season. Uh, I think I want to say he was top four in, in scoring, at least top five. Um, but he missed four extra points last week <laughs> in an absolutely dismal game against the Buccaneers. Um, the game itself, I mean, the, the game itself was uh, just a, an absolute blowout of Tom Brady. But Brad Maher, what are you doing, dude? You are in the NFL for a reason. So, Oddboss storyline here. Can he make field goals in this potentially, well, this is a very pivotal game. But um, when it comes down to the moment, will he be able to convert? That's going to be a great question because he, he's got a case of the yips. Oh, he it's does. Definitely dude. a case of the yips. He For does. those that don't know what the yips are, just pick up a golf club and stand over a golf ball while you're like 100 and between 100 and 110 yards out. What are you taking? For me, that's like a full sandwich. I've missed this shot so many times. 
It's called the yips. And then after that, you just doubt in every single sandwich shot you take for the rest of the day. And he has to keep slicing them and slicing them and slicing them and slicing them. Yes, That's confidence exactly goes the out Brett the window. Maher, who actually, uh, as you stated, as a productive season, he set the record for Cowboys points in a season and missed just three field goal attempts and three PATs during the whole entire regular season. Wow, he missed more regular, or <coughs> sorry, extra point attempts in that one game against the Buccaneers than he did in the entire regular season. That's correct. Dear God. That's correct. Wow. I mean, they're the Cowboys are exceptionally lucky that they blew the Buccaneers out of the water yeah. and kind of proved a point to, to Tom Brady, dude, maybe you should retire. But, uh, I mean, he's just, Brett is very lucky that uh, the game was not closer. I think that Brett's going to be just fine. Yeah, he should be, dude. He should send be. him out there. He'll make his first one. But that's why the NFL moved the field goal back to begin with, though. It's no longer just right. a gimme. No, it's not. I mean, no, it's not. It's a 32-yard attempt now. It used to be you, you could just stand there and, like, literally just snap the ball, stand there with your leg cocked back, and just pooch it in. I mean, you, you could do a one-step kick, and it'd be yeah, fine. You only had the step. No. Like said, you could just, boop. Yep. Like, like it's like a tee shot. You're just practicing. Right. Step. <laughs> boop. Yeah. Straight yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty confident I can make an extra point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. From that, from that line. Yeah, I think yeah. I made like up to a thirty-five yards, barely crossing over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, I used to practice with a specialist sometimes. You know, oh, hit. there you go. I mean, granted, it was almost always off a tee, but yeah, know, they're usually pretty straight down the middle. <laughs> so okay, this is a very uh, unique story here. My proudest moment as a collegiate kicker at PLU. Um, this is a very weird proud moment, but. Uh, it was a 33-yard field goal in a meaningless game. We were already um, winning, I believe, uh, by about three or four touchdowns against George Fox, which was a, a team that was constantly in the bottom uh, three of, of our conference. But my proudest moment as a kicker was kicking that 33-yarder from the left hash. The ball went way up and over the right crossbar. But it, it actually went over that crossbar right on top of it. Yeah. And so the refs actually had to, to talk and c- converse, was it a make? Was it not? They ultimately deemed it was not a make. So I wasn't successful. But in my mind, I'm like, God damn, I blasted that ball, dude. Like, I will take that. Even if, if that was a miss, that, that ball hung in the air for a while. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a true story of a moral victory. <laughs> yes, a moral victory indeed. Because those those crossbars are so high, high. Or I'm sorry, the uprights. the uprights. Yes, I mean I don't know how high. Let's see, how high are the uprights above the ground? Let's see. My guess, twenty eight feet. Because this was like on a. Um, NFL is probably a bit higher than than college, but uh, yes, thirty five feet above the ground. That's wild. Yeah, so that that ball hung hung up there. I mean, it was a yeah. I our special teams coach was very intrigued in, in my reaction when I came back on the sideline because he's like, "Dude, you fucking missed," and <laughs> I'm just like kind of half smiling, like, "Dude, how that was a pretty good bomb right there." 
It's too bad, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely wish it was good because that was the one that goes over the upright. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be like I forgot, I forgot what they definitely banned those, those shorter uprights at colleges because of that issue. Yes, where they couldn't tell if it was like good or not. Because right, the uprights didn't extend up high. It was enough. so ambiguous. I mean, yeah, you're just like, oh. right. I really have no idea what to say here. <laughs> what do you think, Jim? <laughs> I don't know, Doug. It was pretty close. Should we give it to him? He was like, ah, I think it was out. Okay, it was out then. Or, he, or it could have been like, it was pretty close. Should we give it to him? He's like, yeah, I think it was in. All right, here we go. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's you don't know, see, I put my hand straight up. Yeah. It's good, son. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the refs easily spent 10 seconds just talking because everyone was just mystified we, like my entire team was just standing there I would have been uh, shouting like it was good yeah. it was good I saw it it's clear I, promise, I swear <laughs> I have been selling it so hard like, come on I saw it oh my god you didn't see dude. it was, you're blind I was right there <laughs> cleared it I cleared it but it was uh, so good yeah, over is good yes right over right? is good yeah if it doesn't hit it it goes over yeah because I think if you're directly over the upright, I think it counts as good. Because it's supposed to be anywhere outside the upright is no good. So if you're over it, it should be good. So if the ball goes beyond the height of the uprights, even then it would be considered a good try. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Because it's, it's as if yeah. the pipes stand up right. infinitely. Yes. Right? Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So the refs in that game denied me three points. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if you were truly over it, right, then you're good. Yeah. You're good. Very true. Because all the uprights are is just the obstacle. But after that, you're good. Because you're not a, outside the upright. That's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Right? Sure. But we're confirmed, right? Right. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I knew it. I knew it. Yes. It is a good field goal so long as no part of the ball extends beyond the outside edge of the upright. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes, sure. Sure, sure, sure. It's just like a touchdown line kind of. Like, yeah. As yeah. long as you're not breaking the plane. Right. The entire ball must pass through the vertical plane. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Dude, that was a fun little breakdown. That's some knowledge. Field goal action. I got some field goal knowledge. Let's on me. go, yeah, dude. Some field goal knowledge. That was impressive. Thank you, man. Very fun. Yeah, for all you listeners out there, you better watch out. I'm coming for your special teams, okay? <laughs> I'm coming for you. You better watch out. <laughs> all right, speaking of who's coming for you, uh, fucking Brock Purdy, Micah Parsons, he's coming for you. Ooh. Okay, you better watch out because he's, he's coming a, for you. He's a dangerous man. I really need Micah Parsons. You got to get after Brock Purdy on Sunday night. You have to if you want to win this game. That's yes. going to be the most important part of this game. If they can make Brock Purdy uncomfortable in the pocket, it's going to be an easy day for the Dallas Cowboys defense. They also need to um, basically disguise their coverages and give him changing fronts to look at as the, the play goes into action. Constantly right, be shifting, yep. They, 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 all they got to do is just confuse the hell out of Brock Purdy and pressure him. Granted, easier said than done, but Micah Parsons is the perfect person to get it done off the edge. Um, that's really going to be, the, I think, the main key of this game. Dak Prescott, he's going to play good enough 
or and if he plays as lights out as he did last week, the offense will definitely score points. I don't care what defense they go against. It could be the best one in the entire league. If you're making throws like that on the outside to Dalton Schultz and literally just putting it right in the pocket of CeeDee Lamb between his own coverages and then being able to read the man-to-man to know who's going to be open. Like, CeeDee Lamb was wide open on that one touchdown pass. Um, what was it? It was like third and long. No, I think it was fourth and two. And yeah. He was wide open. Just walked into the end zone. So... Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys offense, really good running game with Zeke and Pollard. It's going to be easy for them. It's also going to be you know a challenge for for them to ultimately stop Christian McCaffrey because he hasn't lost yet as as a 49er. That's they're, very true. They're on a what a 12 game tear right now. Yes, these are the two highest scoring teams entering the NFL since Week Seven. Damn, this is going to be a shootout. Yeah, dude. ever since Dak got back. Yeah, yeah, yeah damn. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a matchup. Now, the another interesting matchup here to watch will be Joey Bosa versus Dak Prescott. Joey leads the NFL with 18, 18 and a half sacks. The man is, is, is a machine. So, But then again, he is facing one of the best offensive lines in football easily for the past five, six years. I mean, they've, they've absolutely dominated the run. They can pass, protect just as well. Um, this is going to be really interesting, but like you were saying about Micah Parsons, Dan Quinn obviously being the the DC there for the Cowboys, he can ratchet up the the blitz rate. Um, I, I I believe they they get after the the quarterback at least thirty eight percent of every drop back. An amazing stat. That's that's very productive there. Um, so this this matchup will be close, um, but I think it's going to be a shootout despite what we're talking about uh, with these two. Defensive studs, both offensive fronts just have so much firepower to to get the the job done. Um, what is the over uh, under? Over under it's okay. forty six and a half. Forty six. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, both defenses are pretty damn good. They are. Yes, for sure, for sure. Let's see what the FPI has its predictions at. I'm interested. Uh, it's very close. That was fifty two percent. And the matchup predictor has the Cowboys winning. Oh, 53.2% of the time. Interesting. San Fran, 46.8. I, I wonder how many Sims they, they run for that I think it's, it's, it's got to be the metric of the quarterback that's weighing heavily in there. That's like a 7% differential. I mean, seriously. It's yeah, got to be because Brock Purdy is still a rookie winning whatever like analytic they pump it into. Right. It, it's got to be some kind of algorithm that they just pump all the stats and shit and then it spits out a number. Mm-hmm. It's probably like points against, points per game, you know, yak, whatever wanna acronym you want to throw in there. Right. Choose it out, spits it out, that's the number. Doesn't yes. necessarily have to make sense. But I'll tell you what, if, if, if uh, Brock Purdy goes out and dominates the Cowboys defense in this game, <clears throat> the next podcast, I'll give it to Brock Purdy and be like, okay, this dude looks fucking legit. He's legit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, offensive tear right now. He's got a lot of weapons to get it done, though. Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, all those guys could potentially have gone all pro. So it's, it's no surprise that Brock Purdy is is able to go out and have great success in that 49ers offense. Uh, very true. I mean, last week he passed for over 300 yards against the Seahawks. Granted, they they didn't have a great pass defense there, but I mean, he, he threw for three touchdowns um he knows what he's doing in, in the pocket he's an impressive quarterback and i did watch him when he and Brees hall were were college teammates at iowa state 
he looked very, very natural in, in college. So it, it is fun to, to see him rise to the occasion here in the NFL. Uh, do I think he's the better quarterback, though, entering this matchup? No. Simply, if you look at experience and just overall playmaking ability, Dak Prescott has that. Um, I, I don't think Brock has proved enough that, that he is that dual threat just yet, um, whereas Dak most certainly is. So getting into the, the scoreline predictions here, Hardu, yes. I'm assuming you will be taking the Cowboys in this matchup, but do you think they will cover the spread? I think they'll definitely cover the spread. Yeah? Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, that would, that would make sense because if, if they would win, then obviously that covers the spread. This is true. <laughs> this is true, Sam. I, I need to look at these stats in more detail. <laughs> no, it's quite all right. It's quite all right. No, honestly, Cowboys can get this done. They really can. This is such a good team they have. Offensively, defensively, they've got stars on both sides, all pros on both sides. McCarthy, it just feels like he's got his shit together finally. Like He's got the staff he wants, he's got the players he wants, the players know the playbook better. And you know, Dak Prescott's putting things together. Yeah, he throws a lot of picks, but guess what? He throws a lot of yards, throws a lot of touchdowns, and he wins games. I don't care. I don't care if he throws three picks. I mean, if you, you can throw four picks apparently in the NFL playoffs now and still come back and win this game. Now, I'm not going to say that if he throws a pick or two, you know, the Cowboys going to lose this game. You don't want to throw any picks at all. But even if he does, he's proven time and again, at least in the regular season so far, that they can come back and win those football games because the Cowboys' offense is just that freaking explosive. Yeah. So, well put. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Defenses are going to be a factor, meaning the turnover margin. I think both teams turn the ball over twice. Mm. So it's going to be some some fun watching the defense go out there and play. Yes. And okay. that's simply because the players want to go out there and make big plays. They, you know, they're going to be pressuring the quarterback, going for fumbles. So I think Dak's going to throw a pick and then maybe fumble somewhere else, playing on special teams. I think Brock Purdy is going to throw two picks because Micah Parsons is going to get a lot of pressure on him. And he's going to freak out and just throw the ball. Hopefully Diggs comes out and makes a big play, pick six or something like that. <laughs> you know, that'd be sick in that scenario. But no, uh, Cowboys going to win. Uh, surprise those 49ers fans. Sorry, Brock Purdy. But I'm going 29-22 Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I like that. Cowboys man. go for two on the first touchdown of the game. Oh, bold prediction. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe sending a message to Brett Brett Maher. Keep keep that, that leg warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Like we'll that. call you when we need you. Right, right, right. right. You just right. got a touchdown. We're going for two. <laughs> just like Chip it. Kelly used to do. Yeah. I thought that was one of the most badass things to do as a coach, though. Yes. Like, you, yes. you go down the field, score the first touchdown. He did it in college, too, with Oregon. And that was, like, one of the most disrespectful things you can do to a team. Big dick so swinging. Like, yo, yo, we just stormed down the field. Now we're going for two. Like, uh-huh. We're going to get these two yards, no problem. Yeah. And then he went out and did it. It's like, 8-0. <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. Right? That's that's the ultimate statement. Oh, right yeah, out of the head coach, I'd be like, "Fuck you!" Just like giving him yep. the bird, like what the fuck? Giving him the like, bird, right? What are you doing? <laughs> Three minutes went by. There's twelve minutes to go in the first, man. <laughs> right. Calm down. Calm Let's down. Take the points. Right in right. those those horses. Okay, uh, you're taking the Cowboys. Obviously, I'm gonna ag- agree here. I think that. Uh, especially with the Cowboys smacking on the Buccaneers last week, despite allowing Tom Brady to throw for 350 yards, obviously he did set a record for most pass 
um, attempts and completions this this year. The the Bucks were just forced to throw it eighty percent of the time. So, um, but the fact that the Cowboys beat Tom Brady, beat the goat, coming in into this matchup, that's a massive high. They will be taking on the Niners, who made a statement win against the Seahawks to open up the playoffs. That was the first game of Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, so they they obviously made their statement as well. But I think the Cowboys just have too much talent on the offensive side of the ball. They have a veteran quarterback who I think will be poised in the playoffs. Will continue this this run of of supreme confidence. I mean, he can play well, especially when the moment truly matters. And and this this weekend will be his call, calling card. I think Brock Curdy. Sorry, Brock Purdy will will definitely mature into a very respectable NFL quarterback. He he already is showing so much potential, but I think his his time will have to wait here. So, with that being said, wrapping it up with a nice bow on top. Um, Cowboys will obviously cover because I think they will win. <laughs> but it, it it will be a very close game here. Um, <clears throat> I know at the beginning of this, I did say I was commenting on both quarterbacks, both explosive offenses, but at the same time, Joey Bosa, Micah Parsons, two elite defenses led by those all pros. Um, Cowboys win here 21 to 18. Ooh, low scoring. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so you predict a couple turnovers there? Uh huh. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Three. Three. Three exactly. Yes. Yes. Maybe a safety? Ooh, that could make things very interesting. Yes. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. No, no, I was, I was going for like an alarm. Oh. Like a safety alarm. That's okay. <laughs> I hope you people at home understood that was safety alarm. Like siren. Oh my god, totally lost. Like, like Chernobyl just blew up. Oh, that kind of just... Chernobyl is a great show on HBO. Yeah, I watched Watch it that like four times at least. Oh fuck yeah, let's go! I've seen yeah. it a lot. Yeah, lot. Thomas and I absolutely love it. Jordan, uh, Jordan can confirm that. I've seen that multiple times. <laughs> um, great series. It is a great series, dude. Yeah, I, I love, love um, uh, Skarsgård. What's his name? His his first name, but he's he's the dad of three amazing actors. But uh-huh. he is the. Uh, there's there's Dyatlov is a scientist and uh, yes he's Galov is the nuclear scientist and then the other one is uh, uh, was it was like like Boris was his first name yes Boris um what's the dad let's see let's see let's see mm. I can't remember his last name right now Stellan Skarsgård okay so that's that's the name of that's the, the actor, dad. Yeah. Sorry, the dad of the Skarsgård boys. Um, trying to find it here. Television. Damn it. Okay. Boris Sherbina. 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 Yeah, yeah. Boris. Ah, I very need good. to know what's going on at Chernobyl. Right. You got to find out what's going over there. Jot love. You're going with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, one of my favorite points of that show is when the scientist is up in court showing them what actually happened at the site and he has those blue and red markers absolutely beautiful scheme there he makes it so easy for them to understand 
All the safeties <clears throat> disappeared one at a time. Therefore, we had heat, steam, radioactive material, and the perfect conditions, and boom! There goes Chernobyl. The recipe for an uh, ultimate <laughs> disaster. That molten hot rods of uranium collided with the water. <laughs> no, that... a massive explosion. That that accent is like a it's, it's like a fine mesh between Russian and Chinese. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Dude. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what that is. That was a nice blood. They though. sense them flying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's that was how well I should put. talk from now dude, on. Dude, it just it makes me, me want to watch that show again. I need to, dude. I yeah, just to. fast forward to the good parts. Ooh, have you watched The Last of Us yet? Not yet. On HBO. For, for, First episode is excellent. Honestly, for the series like those, the ones I'm not like too interested in, I just kind of wait till they all come out. Okay. And then I was watching it at the Fair end. enough. Fair enough. I did play the games growing up. So. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Back did you die a lot in, in the final? Oh, yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm just looking forward to the storyline here, how it evolves, because there were so many points in the first episode where I was thinking, I played that in the game. Because yeah. <laughs> that came out, the game came out in what, like 2012? Well. First one was 2012 to 2013, and then the yeah. last one was part yeah, two was years, 2019. Yeah. 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 What, did you have it on PlayStation? Yes, sir. That's that's, that's the only console it came out for. When I beat the first one, I still have yet to beat the second one, but when I beat the first one... Put my controller down on the table. I stood up and I clapped. I was like, "Thank you. That was an amazing game." <laughs> Fair man. I was just taken aback, dude. I, I, I didn't know how else to I've react. Stood up and clapped when I finished one. Uh, it was brilliant, dude. So I'm just equally as excited to see how part two ends. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I mean, I think I'm a I've... chapter away from completing it. <clears throat> stood up and clapped. Yeah. I've been like disappointed when I finished the game, like. Oh yeah, I'm just like, what else is there? Now what? Right? Yeah, like, damn, you've you've cool. reached the top, and then oh, there's over? no next next level. Yeah, sometimes there are no more levels. Uh, very true. Yeah, the boss comes and he goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the game goes to die. <laughs> and All then right. you traded in a ga- at the the local GameStop for two dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, you, we'll give you this, this is in perfect shape. The case. It's a got, brand new game. Yeah. You got the manual inside, the receipt. It literally says, hmm, let's check. Yesterday. <laughs> we'll give you five bucks. <laughs> can, can I not just... Serious? This is a $55 game. Like, the receipt has $62.70. Like, that's a tax. All right, six. <laughs> I'll give you 10%. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll give you my shoes, too. You guys have a deal. Okay. <laughs> GameStop, those stingy bastards, dude. Speaking of shitty God. deals, let's dive into the NILs. And yes. I, I, wrote, I always call it NLI. <laughs> I was wondering what you meant by NLI. But... National Leadership Institute. Ah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. It's a real thing. Look it up. Google it. Yes. Anyway, NILs. So, I mean, it, it's been a controversial topic, man. And I say that because there's been players that have gone to universities, clearly because they're getting pretty good NIL money. I mean, if someone's going to offer me, when I was 18 years old, you want $13 million to come play football in Florida, I would have said, fuck yeah. <laughs> $13 million to play football in Florida? Yeah, let's go. Absolutely. So, story has it that there's a player currently in the NCAA that was promised 
uh, you know, by, by donors or whomever they talk to that they can get this deal done. And again, it was $13 million to go play for the Florida Gators. Ultimately, that deal fell through. That player now decides to go transfer out, which, which is understandably so. So the reason why it's interesting to me is simply because there's going to be more oversight coming on what the rules are going to be for how these players can get the guaranteed money. Because it really is the wild rest right now for as far as to, uh, either the deal's not getting done and the players, you know, I believe that they should not be locked into a, a commitment to a university if one of the step stipulations of going to play there is going to be this large chunk of change. So I am by no means blaming the player or putting any of this at the fault to the player or student human athlete, as I like to call them. It's going to come down to the NCAA most likely getting an act of Congress done and figuring out a way to classify these student athletes as some kind of hybrid academic employee that's going to be eligible to make money, but it's going to have to be capped and most likely guaranteed in some kind of endowment form. Now, how it's going to get done, I literally have no idea. That's going to be some legal jargon that, frankly, I don't know much about. But with how much money is currently involved in these NIL deals, you're damn right that the NCAA is, is going to do all they can do in order to limit the, their damage as well as just the tarnishing to the name that they perceive is going to be because of these lucrative deals for these student-athletes. So, it's going to be pretty fucking crazy, man. It really is like the Wild West out there. You just don't know what's going to happen. Well put, dude. It reminds me of some cowboys out in the Wild West with the spaghetti westerns. I don't recall. <laughs> spaghetti westerns? Yes. Uh, the spaghetti western music is the uh, <clears throat> very... Here, let's see if I can play it for you. For whatever reason, I'm thinking of the Benny Hill song right now. Ooh. Oh, dude, you should definitely watch that fight when you get home too. Oh, gotcha, you, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I got you. That, that's your homework. Beautiful. Okay, turn it up. It's our first musical feature. Hell yeah. It's a really slow start. Fast forward a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, this is like your... Uh... So the genre of music is spaghetti western. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching Bonanza right now. Or like Yes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> this could totally be an intro music to this podcast. Oh, it could be, dude. Wait. Yes. I'm doing that. Yes. Maybe if we play it quietly enough, it won't get flagged. Probably. Fast really. forward to like a, uh, a faster part. I got you. Ooh, most oh, yeah. replayed. Yeah. It's fun, dude. Yeah. Anyway, not not to to. Ooh. Let it ride for like ten more seconds.
Alright, that's good. That's good. That's good. Let's kill it. I was kind of feeling alright. All right. Not bad. Not right? bad. There's got to be some part of that that we can use. Oh, I would think so. Some part that we can use. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sorry, I, I did not mean to totally switch topics. Good segue. But yeah, I thought, okay, I might be able to sneak it in there. Um, sp- speaking of sneaking in, though, not that my monologue is based on this player um, in the Australian Open right now, but big kudos to Mackenzie McDonald who had a massive upset against Rafa. Now, I shouldn't say Rafa entered this match completely healthy. He did have to uh, take a medical timeout in set number two as he did aggravate a hip injury, but the number one seed is out of the Aussie Open on the men's single side. So really, really fun tournament undergoing right right now, down under. Um, Dude, a record pool right now. 2023 Aussie Open is paying out $76.5 million in prize money. And what's interesting, too, a little side note, is uh, on day two of the matches, heat and rain forced 22 matches to be rescheduled. So during the the opening night of the Aussie Open, actually, the commenters were saying that they had experienced all four seasons in one day, in the opening day at the, at the Aussie Open. I'm not sure how snow could fall, but there might have been some wintry conditions. Anyway, a- absolutely wild there. Um, so going back to Nadal, and I, I will get to uh, my my main man in a bit here for my, my true monologue, but um, just going back to Nadal real quick. This is his earliest exit from a Grand Slam since the 2016 Australian Open. So um, he he has won a record 22 Grand Slams in his career. Absolutely amazing. Um, but at the same time, Novak Djokovic, who's still alive in this tournament, he is just one Grand Slam title shy of tying Nadal for most ever by a, a, a men's player. I believe um, Serena Williams has the most all-time. Uh, obviously, she's a beast in her own right. Unfortunately, not in, in the Aussie Open. But moving forward here to... The man, the myth, the legend who won a f- an epic five-set match last night that ended at, I believe, uh, between 3 and 4 o'clock a.m. local time Australia, which is absolutely amazing. So that match didn't start until about 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. That's just kind of unfair to, to the players. Uh, Andy Murray did certainly comment on on the time of, of that match, how it is just unnatural, not only for the players, but also the audience, everyone involved. Um, but big, big kudos to Andy Murray, who came from two sets down to win. He swept the last three sets, as hard as that is to do in a match. Absolute beast. Two of the sets, number two and number three, both went to tie breaks. Amazing stuff here. So it's just, it's fun to see him get his his groove back. And for a man who really hasn't been on the international news board for tennis easily in the past few years, it's fun to see him back in his groove. He he might not be ranked in the top 25 in the world right, right now, but um, I just have such a vivid, great memory of him winning at the 2012 Wimbledon and at the London Olympics in the same year, both obviously in England and uh, just, just being a native of Great Britain, um, 
paying homage to his hometown and just absolutely enjoying every moment, watching him crumble to the grass of Wimbledon, um, just overcome with emotion, is a memory I will never forget. And likewise to when he won the Olympics against uh, Juan Martin Del Potro there, the the giant from Argentina. Um, Great beard. Yes. Great beard. Yes, absolutely, dude. What a powerful man. But yes, big, big kudos to Andy Murray. Thank you for, for making tennis fun to watch. Um, you are an inspiration. It's ab- absolutely awesome to side side note here for Andy Murray. His first ever coach was his mom. That's awesome, dude. That's that's awesome. She she got him playing at a very early age. Obviously, he, he has a genetic gift. He's one of the best players in the world. Uh, but to come from such humble beginnings before he then transferred to a professional tennis academy to continue um you know just starting from square one and now you are here so Andy Murray at the ripe age of 35 I want to make sure I'm right yes 35 from Glasgow Scotland ah what a beast what a beast yeah I don't even know if he's ranked in the top 50 no, no. Let's see what is actually um, his. Okay, his current ranking as of January sixteenth this year, sixty six. Oh yes, outside top fifty. Yes, outside knows. top fifty. Yeah, Andy Murray not not really being on the world stage at all. I mean, past decade, definitely for him not. resurging. Yes, uh, Australian Open for me though. I think it's like it's the revenge tour for Novak. Oh yes, it's like oh you don't want to let me into your tournament last year. And now he's like, I come back, I play, I win. See what I do this year. Yeah. Exactly, dude. Exactly. Novak. Novak Djokovic. So let's see. He's got over a thousand wins. Yeah. A thousand career wins. It is amazing, dude. That's incredible. A it thousand. Is absolutely wild. Yeah, but I think Novak right now is currently under underranked because he hasn't been able to play in some majors. Right. He is currently number fourth. five in the world, realistically. I think he's still like number he gets to argue be number one. Yes. Number one. Yes. Now yeah, he, he plays in like two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. It's gonna be like midnight here. Right. 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 If you want to watch the Joker live. Yes. Now his opponent uh, from Bulgaria, Grigor Dimitrov. I I I have watched him play before. Um, he. I mean, he's he's definitely had a very underrated career. He's lost more matches than Novak, and Novak's played almost. 600 more. Well, yes, very true. Very true. I mean, Novak is one of In a just kind. Four but more years. D- Dimitrov, don't count him out. That's, that's Novak all I'm sweeps him. saying. Oh. Sweeps him. Sweeps him. I'm going Novak the winner. I think Novak wins in four. Yeah. yeah no, sweeps him. <sighs> he, just, he just defeats him. God damn. Okay. I mean, but hit. Novak is, is dealing with a bit of an ab injury, so we'll see how that plays into vampire, effect. Man. He heals um, quickly. Dude, okay, this is a statement. So, um, in his first round, he played ooh some Frenchman whose name I cannot pronounce at the moment, but uh, he 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 won in four sets. That final set six zero. Cucud. Enzin Cucquad. 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 Yes. Um, he doesn't even. Wow. He doesn't even have any stats at all. What's what's his earnings? Ooh. Does it show it? Um. Yes. Career earnings, 107000 hey, Good for you, dude. Wow. Okay, so career earnings for... And he qualified. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's big tough. that's a big win. Yeah, your first draw, Novak Djokovic. He's like, oh, what? Yeah, have fun, dude. So Novak's career earnings, almost $165 million. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I said, he's 1,036 wins to 206 losses. Wow. Yeah. That's actually amazing. His peak year, 2011, 70 and 6. Yeah. Yeah. 10 singles titles. I guess he had 11 singles titles. He was 78 and 5 in 2015. He's just an absolute legend, dude. And then he, yeah, dude, he's, wow. Oof. What a stud. Yes. Off, off to a roaring start in 2023. He's undefeated, five and zero. Five and zero, man. In singles, actually six and zero tonight. Yeah. Or I guess tomorrow morning. Wow. Tomorrow afternoon for right. the Aussies. Right. Who are uh, afternoon. twelve hours ahead? Right? I, I believe their time region in Eastern Australia, obviously where, where they're playing in Melbourne. I think it's sixteen hours ahead of us. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah bud. All right. I do have one more point to talk about. Yes, please. So I think it's interesting. So they put a first sports book at an NFL stadium in the Washington Commanders, meaning you can go to an NFL stadium and place your bets there. Ah, so I kind of want to hear what, what you think about this because they just banned Calvin Ridley for the full season, right, for placing a bet. I think it was on his, on his own team to win, or, or, or sorry, it wasn't on football, I don't think it ended up being. Um, the, the, the hypocritical part is, is that I know that they don't want players betting on football games, but I feel like they should be allowed to bet on sports that they're not playing it. Like mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley should be able to bet on the MLB. Like, what impact is he going to have on the game if he puts twenty bucks on the, you know, St. Louis Cardinals? To, Very good point. To beat the Atlanta Braves, like, why does that matter? How is that going to tarnish the shield? Let the man place a stinking bet. Like we we see all these videos of. Drake playing roulette and he's betting like millions of dollars at a time and the one time he hit it he was like yeah and wins like 36 million dollars but <laughs> it's kind of crazy he got to spend it for a full year for, yeah for yeah what? and Calvin Ridley he spent a total of 3,900 across six different games um, 3,900 for a player who makes millions that's that's pennies in the water right there yeah that's not that's not, that's not that bad much. at all no he doesn't have a gambling problem. That's that's less than that's less than one percent of his earnings. So, yeah, yeah, I- interesting. Hmm. I mean, he was he was trying to win some money. I, yeah, I well, can't blame him. But I mean, not? he he was pulling a Pete Rose here because he did uh, bet on, on his own team, right? The Falcons, yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. so he he plays a significant part yeah. in whether the Falcons win or lose. He's not the quarterback, sure. But um, heard, oh, just like it was, it was Miles Austin. You, you, you sent me that article. Oh yes, that Miles Austin got chastised for it as yes, well. Yes, he did. He was betting on, on other things that wasn't football. Right. Correct. Which I think is a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Dude. Like what? It is. How is Miles Austin gonna have any effect on any other sport outside of football? <laughs> Absolutely none. And, Absolutely and it, none. it's just hypocritical that they're gonna put one in the stadium and be like, yeah, but you can't use it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what do you think of it? What do you think of the first sports book being put in our nation's capital? Do you like that move? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah? Absolutely. Okay. I love gambling. <laughs> Places a couple parlays. It's so so pretty soon they're gonna have like these actual like live action apps where you can probably place a bet on what's gonna happen on the next play. Wow. I, that's coming. That's revolutionary. With this installed in the stadium. That's kind of where I see it's going. So you can okay. literally bet. All right, it's second and seven. What's going to happen? You can be like, all right, run up the middle. You know, screen pass to the right, or, or like first down. You know, you can do whatever you want to bet. Whatever you want to bet. Sure. I sure. bet you that that's the kind of intricacies it's going to get into. Wow. Because the NFL can they can make a lot of money like that, and so can the stadiums in the states. And they sure could. And stuff. So yeah, 
Some money to be had for a multi-billion dollar industry. Billion. No yes, billion with a B. Billion with a B. It's the most watched sport in the world, man. You it is. Ten billion people watch Super Bowl. <laughs> it's a fact. Oh, you said that to me before. I've said it on the show before. <laughs> and I stand by it. <laughs> Even though it was just released, uh, maybe I think back in November, we officially reached eight billion. It's, well, ten watched the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Get that through your skull. Maybe they were counting pairs of eyes. Potentially. Uh, but 10 got it. Yes. 10 got it. Don't blame the almighty. I love it. I love it. Dude, as always, it was a pleasure. Oh, right, great episode. Fun Sam. time. Great episode. Fun Sam. time. So this is episode... 19? Jinx. Damn. <laughs> just like this this morning, dude. Wait. Sorry. Uh, just like yesterday morning. I wasn't. When I jinxed you. I wasn't there this morning. That's right. All right, PTO. Sam. Everybody, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe. Give us a rating. We appreciate everything. Always like the feedback, folks. Thank you. Enjoy the playoffs. Yes. Peace. We'll, we'll talk about it next week.